Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 125, episode one of Your Daily Zeitgeist, yeah. a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say, officially off the top, fuck the Koch brothers fuck and their Coke industries and fuck Fox News. It's Monday, March 16th, 2020. My name is Jack O'Brien, aka Exit Zeit. Enter, guys. Take my hand. Ah. We're off to Daily Zeitgeist Land, courtesy of Aaron Henry, and I'm thrilled to be joined by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. The CDC says, wash your hands, man. Krona gonna get us banned. Soap in my right, warm water in my other hand. Wow. <laughs> T.I. is rubber band man. Brought yeah, to you yeah. by Crispy Meme Donut, a.k.a. Christy Yamaguchi, man. Big Willie style. Thank you for that, a.k.a. as we try to make light of the global pandemic that is disrupting everyone's lives so much uh shout out and patience and power to everybody trying to get through this right now did you say big willie style because christy yamaguchi man when we met him in person told you that was his favorite album yeah Yeah. exactly i was like name your favorite will smith album right now (laughs) and i'm like don't ever say willennium yeah all right was that the same album uh yeah. yeah 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 it was willennium so what was big willie style was not an album uh Oh, maybe it's separate Okay. No, no, no. Big Willie Style was in 97. Got it. Millennium came out in right. time for the millennium because okay. he knew what was going on. I just forgot which order I got these tattoos Ooh, in. Yeah. Um, Always remember. Well, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the very talented Oscar Ramirez. Hey, all right, guys. Thanks What's for up, having man? me here. Welcome. It's great Not to much. have you. The hysteria is real now, yeah. right? Global yeah. pandemics and all. And yeah. Yeah. You know, very real. Something that our generation hasn't gone through, so nobody knows how to react but go to memes and just make fun of things. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's the times we're living I feel like in. like older people, like boomers... Yeah. Have, they're responding one of two ways, okay, depending if boomer? they're immigrants or you or U.S. residents, yes. like born and raised. I'm having trouble with my mother, a Japanese immigrant who was born the, directly after the end of World War II, being like, "Nah, it's, we, we good." Yeah, I'll, I, I don't worry. I will not get sick. I will right. wash. And like I'm like, no, 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 no. You need to stay back. I will do whatever you need to happen. Please protect yourself. She's like, no, 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 no. She's like, I got, I got errands to run. Yeah. Um, and then there are other people who are also freaking out. Uh, being like, get every buy everything in the store. Yes, it's, yeah. we're learning a lot. Of, I feel like about people's psychologies throughout this. I applaud those people though that are not going to let it stop them, and they're still going to go out and live their normal lives. Because, I mean, yes, if you you have to take those proper precautions and quarantine yourself when you need to, but yeah. man, come on, you can't just live your whole life inside the you know, the entire time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think it's about really exposing yourself <laughs> we'll to see. I mean, I think it's you don't want to go out to like, you know, anywhere crowded. You know, right, if you got to right. pop in somewhere, get something real quick, pop back home, obviously, I think yeah. that's fine, but like when it gets to stuff which is like, "Well, I need to go to the market." I'm like, "No fool. If <laughs> yes. I, if you're going to I'll go." Right. Cuz I've I'm looking at what these mortality rates are for people in their 70s right. and up and I'm yeah. like we're not playing that game. Yeah, that's what I'm finding too is that uh you know we're we're sending out information on a thread with my family and you know just my uh my wife is a doctor she's got some interesting you know she's got some links to things that are you know precautions people should be taking uh and my dad is like guys Take a deep breath. Yeah, right. <laughs> Everybody settle down. 
right. this is not life changing. Like just trying to be like everybody chill the fuck out. And you know, that's it's just like I get it. He's he's extra stoic too. Yeah. So it's right. like uh he'll be on fire and be like, eh, it's just a little guys, hot here. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, like, you know, he is the age cohort that needs to be the most worried. So Yeah, and they also have the mentality where they're like even elderly people are like, I'm refusing to disrupt my routine, yeah. which is the same thing when we're like, Hey, what about the environment? Yeah. And like, look, I'm unwilling to disrupt my routine. Yeah. And they're gonna, you know, I, I just please look after the elderly people as much as possible. Yeah. Don't let your no matter how tough some of your parents are, really try to communicate to them. Even if you're fucking tough. You have to limit your risk. That was my reply. I was like, we're not panicking, man. We're just worried about you. Yeah. (laughs) So is your dad still getting out there, though? Uh, or probably. Are you guys keep keeping him inside? I don't know. He's on the other coast, so yeah. I can't. I can't keep can't tabs on that him, guy, man. Yeah. He's but he's, he's still, a wild card. He's still doing those like group CPR classes, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Without the mouthpieces, yeah, because yeah. he does it old school. Yeah, yeah he does it's it. Got to feel right. Yeah, yes. exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, Oscar. We're gonna get yep. to know you a little bit better in a all moment. Right. First, we're gonna tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about. Uh, we are gonna talk about some of the uh, things, some more things. It's all coronavirus. Let's be like yeah, we're going to talk about uh, so, some information that's coming out from uh, there. There was a UCSF uh, infectious disease conference, or like it was called the San Francisco Biohub Panel on COVID nineteen, uh, with some of the top health experts, and they had some not so super reassuring things to say, but some things that are probably good for us all to hear. Uh, we are going to talk about uh, you know what the Democrats are trying to do. Uh, we're going to talk about employers, how, how employers are making uh, things different uh, for for people who are employed. Uh, panic buying, if you need something to watch, what you could be watching. Yeah. Uh, what people are watching, Contagion, namely, it's 2011's yep. Contagion. Outbreak is like number yeah. six on Netflix. I know, yeah. honestly. Only because Contagion is not on Netflix. But right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, exactly. Is that what the deal is? So everybody's yeah. going for Outbreak. Outbreak. Yeah. Honestly, Outbreak's a better film. What? I enjoyed Outbreak more. Really? Yeah. I mean, actually, I mean, what am I saying? I, I haven't seen Contagion. Yeah, you need to see Contagion. <laughs> I'm, an outbreak, I'm on, an outbreak freak. Contagion boy. is very good. I mean, it's by C- Steven Soderbergh. Yeah, yeah. It's, that's. I mean, I don't doubt that. I just, I don't know why. There's something about. It's wild. You need to watch it. Because Marcel the Outbreak good, Monkey. Yeah. Right. Who then got work on Friends, I think, after. Yeah. No, Outbreak is a Hollywood film. It's like if Jurassic Park was about a pandemic. Like, yeah. that's what it feels like. It's, it's about like, yeah. an Ebola-like yeah. virus. Exactly, right. exactly. And Where, Denny, like, remember Denny? He was on that plane. Boy, he shouldn't have been on that. Patient Zero. I remember he's all sweaty. All I remember is that there was, they managed to make a global pandemic conform to the Hollywood plot structure so that, like, there was a single case that they had to, like, catch before it Exactly, before it got somewhere. to the world. Yeah. And then maybe bomb an entire town. Exactly. (laughs) They're like, no, don't bomb that town. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Turns out that's not how it works. And uh, Contagion is actually. Very, uh, I don't know, prescient to the point that the, uh, the guy who wrote it is having a god complex trip across yeah. uh, mainstream media, or did at the end of last week. You'd love to see it. Uh, but first, Oscar, we like to ask our guests, what is something from All your right. search history that's revealing about who you are, sir? Well, I do a podcast called The Daily Dive every day, so really my search history is just nothing but coronavirus yeah. doing research and whatnot. Fellow but, daily broadcaster here. Yes. But yes, yes. on the other side of that thing, I'm a big foodie. I love food. So my last two things, I looked them up because I couldn't decide if I wanted to go get some smash burgers mm-hmm. or some uh, yakitori. Uh, so 
There's a place wow. called uh, Burgers Never Say Die in Silver Lake. Oh man, you it's are awesome there. Okay, you're getting Daniel. You're getting the engineer. Our, uh, He's twerking. DJ right Daniel now. is. He's, got, he's oh busting my. it open against the wall Just, while twerking. Wow. <laughs> Crispy meat edges. Oh man, yeah. it's so delicious. Yeah. And then yakitori. I went to Japan uh, just this past year, and I hey. absolutely loved it. Yeah. And I've just kind of been wanting to get those skewers over and over again. So yeah. That's really the last a, only things I've been searching for. There's lately. a yakitori place in downtown that opened up. That is supposed to be pretty good. What is yakitori? Tor- Toragoya. Yakitori. Uh, no, it's another. It's called Hatch or something. Ooh, I gotta I look think it I up. I have heard of it. It's that very one. like yeah. fine. By the way, Miles, I think you mixed up the pronunciation. It's yakitori. As oh, I said. Yeah. it's it's old wacky turkey. <laughs> <laughs> old wacky turkey. <laughs> <laughs> I think up. I nailed it. It's bro. basically uh, little chicken skewers, and they cook okay. it over tiny little coals and whatnot. And oh, okay. It's super delicious. Oh, yeah. It's. I think it's one of my favorite foods. Uh, being Japanese, I it's like one of the first spots I hit. If you're ever in the Tokyo area, right? Uh, find find you some yakitori. Uh, like I don't know if whether you. It's called it's called Hatch. Is it's the place hatch. I'm talking okay. about. What's the I will uh, make a note for that? Is it the preparation? The fact that you get to cook it yourself and therefore it just goes from being done to right into your mouth. No, or they is, cook it for you. Oh, they yeah. cook and, it for you. And in they front bring of you the little skewers and. Okay. Yeah. And is it is Fresh it like wasabi? marinated? Is it what's? Oh, it depends. What's you can it, or you'll just you'll coat it with either salt or yakitori sauce yeah. or okay. maybe like some kind of uh, yuzu kosho, which is a yuzu pepper sort of thing to give yuzu it a little kosho. turn it up yeah. a little bit. Yeah, you, yeah. yuzu kosho. Right. Um, there's another place uh, called Sakura House in LA that's also really good if oh, you like yakitori. Good. Also, well, the first time we went to Torigoya, my friend said, "Oh, we got to go to try this place because they have medium rare." chicken mm-hmm. and i'm like what that no! just doesn't that just or doesn't rare. sound right but they you know they they cook it enough it's not right it's yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. gonna get salmonella out of it but uh i mean that's what drew me right away i was like okay i gotta try this you know if right. i die or not i'm gonna get it so oh yeah i mean the, you in japan you can get like chicken sashimi too yeah oh uh, i don't know that's that shit I don't tr- i'll try it i had it okay. i mean you know i mean here's the thing and you're still here we've been eating in japan we've been eating these things for a long time we, you know we're out here eating fucking <laughs> blowfish that right. were poisonous right, but right. we figured a way to do it uh, yeah, I know it's very unsettling to be like, mm, chicken sashimi, maybe not. Yeah, yeah Worth that a try, scares if me. If you like it. My other favorite thing, underrated thing to get, are chicken hearts at Yakitori Place. I'll, I'll eat it all. Yeah. I mean, I, I used to work on a food radio show as well, so I am open to trying everything. I've probably tried a ton of stuff that people don't like. Like, yeah. you know, people are weird about textures a lot. Yeah, yeah they are. It doesn't are. bother me. I, you know, I'll try it and, you yeah. know, it tastes Go great. For the then, heart. Yeah. Go for the hearts. I'm telling you, underrated, you'll okay. be very pleasantly surprised. Yeah. What is something you think is underrated, speaking of which? Underrated? Man, staying at home with your partner and your dog, obviously mm. in times we're living in right now, how many times do you wake up and you're like, man, I don't want to go to work today. I wish I could just stay in or I wish yeah. I could call in or something. Well, no, most of, yeah. most, a lot of people have that opportunity to do that. So, I mean, that's cool, you know, staying in, watching a bunch of TV, catching up on stuff. Watching like really bad reality shows. Have you guys seen Love Is Blind on Netflix? We've uh, been, <sighs> oh my while god, watching it the third time in a row yeah. at this point. <laughs> that whole thing is like this is the worst show ever. And you turn to the person next to you, you want to watch another episode? Yeah, because yeah. It's, and you're like, this is a mess. Yeah, yeah. it's a mess. Exactly. That's how I got even my partner, Her Majesty, of watching that show. She's like, she doesn't like reality, but whenever I'm watching, she does the guilty. Th- I catch her wa- looking through the door. And I'm like, just come sit down. <laughs> and she's like, why would he say that? And I'm like, sit down yeah. because you want to know. Look, it, the allure is too strong. That's like right. me watching Real Housewives 
Oh yeah, yeah. Where I would like be walking through the room, but just keep finding excuses. Oh, your wife is watching. (laughs) And like, I didn't even realize I was doing it. I'd just be like, "Yo, what are they doing?" You walk back and forth, folding the same towel a bunch. You're like, "Oh, I'm like supposed to be doing work, but I'm really just find myself paying." That Vicky is really whooping it up, huh? (laughs) You need to turn your brain off sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Especially right now, everything you guys do, a lot of news, everything. Yeah. And take a break and watch uh, Housewives or Blind. We should probably start just having a streaming like content review of things people or like recommendation engine of some yeah, sort I mean, for people to to full disclosure the show is probably going to evolve a bit due yeah. to coronavirus and yeah. people taking precautions uh, I, I think it's safe to say that starting tomorrow, yeah. tomorrow's show, we'll be recording from our homes. Remotely. Uh, and there might not be a guest because right. we just don't want it. We just want to figure out the best way to do it while still giving you all the show that you need. But I think part of that may be like, Jack, what did you watch today? Yeah, exactly. What did I watch today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Am I but the yeah. last one? Is this where I died? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is it. All right. This is it. Yeah. I mean, it's already started evolving. Like, Miles and I don't do the Isaiah Thomas Magic Johnson kiss, kiss before at half the, court. Yep. Yeah, at half court before the show starts. Uh, so, you know, there's you can sense a different vibe already. Yeah, but. you can hear it in our voices <laughs> when we haven't given each other little kisses before. Little kisses. <laughs> uh, what is something you think is overrated, Oscar? Overrated. Well, we're talking a lot about coronavirus, obviously. And I think everybody knows that the federal response has not been up to par, but that's what are you talking very about? Kind I, I think, I think, I think, <laughs> the, I, about, I think the president, you know, he's worried about a lot of things, but I think he goes out there and is like, it's all going to be fine. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So I think that his attitude towards this whole thing has been like severely overblown and overrated. I mean, he's declaring a national emergency about this thing. And you think back to the national emergency he declared about the border. Right. I mean, you know, what yeah. was that all about? This is a national emergency. This is something we need to pour a lot of resources into. Yeah, and it only took a few months. I right. think it's yeah. funny because the states were clamoring for this yeah. emergency declaration to free yeah. up funds, to free up Medicaid, to free up FEMA funds and things like that. And, well, I mean, we'll get into what the delay was for all of that. But, yeah, I think it's uh, – yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and finally, what is a myth? What's something people think is true you know to be a false? A myth uh, that doomsday preppers are actually crazy and that we're prepared for anything. Because you see right. these runs on toilet paper and all this stuff. And Those people ready. are sitting pretty and they already know they got it. Yeah. Know. They're laughing. I could last a month if I need to, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody else is running out trying to get their supplies last minute and, you know, there's nothing right now. Just, you know what? Just look. You're running on toilet paper? Get that backyard bidet going. Get that yeah, hose. Backyard you know bidet. I mean? That's Blow it exactly out, baby. <laughs> just I just have the hose going up, snaking up through the window yeah. in yeah. the ba- upstairs bathroom. I have, know. It's a called the working man's bidet. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Just, somebody on Facebook had just posted a big old story about that. So I mean, Oh, it's, really? It's, the it's working man's bidet? Yeah. There's That's been great. a lot of bidet memes for yeah. people who they're like, ha, 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 you still use paper, <laughs> you fool. <laughs> Fools. Yeah. Super producer on a hose, and he sent us that uh, meme of, the woman, the the two faces, like her, you know, the one who like tries the thing and she makes the like, oh, yeah, oh, the face kombucha then, lady, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but it was B I D E and then T and happy and then N, oh, by day, by den, by den, not so happy, uh, yeah, the people who know, uh, the expiration date of gasoline are, are sitting pretty right now. I feel like that's like a doomsday prepper thing. I had no <laughs> idea gasoline had an expiration date. And then I, I think it was shot. what? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it only lasts. It's only good for about a year. 
Uh, really? Sean Riley. Sean Baby taught me that. His, he grew up, he's an interesting dude, uh, the comedy writer. Uh, he grew up in like with prepper parents and like knows all this interesting shit. Damn. Oh, so what? It just doesn't combust as easily yeah, at that point? Combust, yeah, it doesn't combust. Yeah, it starts going bad. No, it starts smelling bad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you Don't eat it. Can't eat it. You'll get sick. All right. Let's talk about just uh, you know, quick update. What coronavirus has killed your local supermarket, as we made reference to uh, at the end of last week, a lot of pictures floating around of just apocalyptic looking supermarkets. I guess like more for Americans it's apocalyptic looking, right? Because a lot of other countries have had the- I've had to do rationing right. or have yeah. been hit with you know, uh, embargoes right. or things like that, sanctions that keep mean, stem- stores empty. Yeah, the last time America had to deal with rationing was the uh, gas fuel rationing in the 70s, and that shit is, like, legendary here. People right. are like, you remember there were remember lines that. around the block, man, <laughs> for getting gas, and now you see all these pictures of, like, Trader Joe's that just look like they're you know, a store where you buy shelving because it's just shelves with nothing on them. I feel like people were even like snagging things they didn't need just because it was the last thing at the store. It's like, well, you know, we need five more shower puffs. Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. I, I, I do feel like, you know, hoarding is a symptom of our culture. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. You know, the the people who have it really bad uh, are, you know, we, we make reality shows and point and laugh at them. But, uh, you know, as a culture, we all have a little bit of that in us. It's kind of a cycle, too, because everybody, I'm just going to use toilet paper. Everybody's buying up toilet paper. And you might be one of those people, ah, I, I, don't, I don't need it yet. I, I don't have to go crazy. But now you have to play the game because yeah. now it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you going to get it from after yeah. that? You know, you go on Amazon, you try to order it online even, it's like not available till May or something. Yeah. And yeah. in the supermarkets, you know, a lot of places, they have stock, uh, and but they're only putting out a, a limited number. So yeah. you have to line up early in the morning right. just to grab your stuff. And when because it's done for that day, supply chain, yeah. yeah exactly. Supply chains get so you interrupted. you have to play that game even though a lot of it is psychological. I mean, yeah. it's also just revealing about, it's, it's an expression of how wealthy, like it, just the way, you know, if you're in the 1% or someone who's a billionaire- you will begin to hoard money, capital. Oh, of course. At the expense of all of those people around you because you are no longer considering those around you. You're saying, I need to figure out all the things I can take. It's kind of the most pure expression of our national ethos, yeah. right? And then it's, it's coming down to coming down to people who it's no longer capital or wealth, but now it's toilet paper right. without consideration for other people. Is this necessary? Yeah. Is it? Or am I playing something out of my head where I'm like, well, fuck it. I need to I need to do right for me at the expense of other people because that is constantly how we are being treated as citizens. Yeah. So it's just natural that, that it's it's expressing itself like that too. Hoarding without consideration, hoarding with purely yourself in mind. Yeah. Uh and there and then even people be... who are gouging people who are like, oh, yeah, there's like a story about people who just like go city to city or town to town to buy as many like wipes and things they can out of stores yeah. just to resell. Yeah. And I get it, too, because the system's left many people with not many options. And this is an opportunity to be a good capitalist and yeah. sell as many things you can just to survive. Yeah. There's also an interesting hierarchy, as we've made reference to toilet paper and paper towels. For some reason, people were just like, fuck, we need it. We're, we're going to run out. I, right. don't, I don't necessarily know why that became such a thing. Got to keep clean. Yeah. And I think people are now, for the first time, finding out where, like, what time 
the shipments come in of different goods, oh, yeah. which is new, I think, to a lot of people. There's like text threads I'm on where people are like, oh, I talked to the manager. The shipment comes in this time, right. so I'll be back then. You should probably check this time. It's like, well, right. yeah, you really, at this point, because everything's so scarce. Yeah. Uh, I think right-wing ideologies probably, uh, you know, people who are like – Let's let's just let the market decide. It's starting to look a little bit starting to decide right yeah, now. Yeah, starting to decide that we might need a little bit of help. Uh, <laughs> ben Shapiro was you know freaking out on his show, and people uh, he was like, when, "When are we going to get the testing?" And people went in his comments and were like, "Well, let's just let the market handle yeah, it. Yeah, the ben. market will handle it, right? Yeah." And that's exactly what's happening with all these uh, states and local municipalities. Even this whole big national emergency that Trump is announcing. These are steps that need to be taken so that things can be streamlined because the right. market's not handling those right. things. The federal government needs to step in and help. Yeah. These yeah. testing kits is, I mean, it's huge how much the demand is for them. We don't have enough. Uh, the government's sending out testing kits with uh, certain little things. Yeah, incomplete. incomplete yeah. And, and, you know, we everybody wants to know if they have it at this point. I, you know, you guys have talked about this before. Obviously, everybody will get it at some point, kind of. Right. And it's just, uh, it's this these things build a hysteria. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, you know, we had talked about how the Bond movie had been moved back. Uh, now, Quiet Place Two, uh, Mulan. We oh. we had previewed a bunch of movies <laughs> that were coming out in uh, in. Damn it! What what month were we in? March. Uh, March. Yeah. I guess, uh, I guess those, so. Those movies aren't. There's some bunny movie sequel about a rabbit uh oh. easter hop <laughs> my, easter hop bunny wow my wife two? works in the movie and tv industry and i won't say who but she she's telling me stories about actors that are just walking off the sets they're like we're not doing this anymore right. everybody's closing shop we are too without consulting producers and and whoever's doing yeah. the movies yeah. they're just like f yeah. this i'm out that's what, tough too yeah just turn to the producer why don't you act man yeah why don't you do it <laughs> oh you, if you, you feel good camera. about it yeah why don't you do it yeah uh, all right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And man, these health experts, not reassuring. Uh, I don't know who's in charge of their messaging, their PR, but it's really... Uh, they should tell us the opposite of whatever they're saying. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, I don't like what I'm hearing. Yeah, so there was a panel of people at UCSF. Uh, they had the UCSF's top infectious disease researcher, Emily Crawford, COVID task force director, Christina Tato, rapid response director, like all these different people who are at one of the top institutions. And... They put out a bunch of information that is uh, based on the assumption that, you know, no drug is developed in the next six months that is able to stop COVID-19. But, you know, they also explained why that is very unlikely. Uh, but basically, they said past containment, you know. Oh, we're past containment. We're past right. containment. Uh, it's, you know, the best we can do is slow the spread to help healthcare providers deal with demand peak, which is, you know, everybody hitting the hospital at the same time, not having enough resources, not having enough beds. Uh, so we're just trying to lower the peak of the surge of demand that will hit healthcare providers and to buy time in hopes that the a drug can be developed. The U.S. are currently at where Italy was a week ago, and these people are saying they don't see any reason why the U.S. would be substantially different. Italy has actually a very advanced healthcare system, so 
that's somewhat disturbing. Um, they have a similar similar problem to us, though, which is the number of beds they beds have in to, ICUs. Yeah. Which is why I think when you look at a lot of the mortality figures in Italy, they're a little bit different than in China or South Korea because of when it just hit and the m- number of cases that needed to go into intensive care, they really were like, oh, we're, yeah, we don't like we're, we're going past the capacity of what we have intensive care. So that's leading to lower quality of care for people. Yeah. And that's kind of, and they have more on average, more beds per thousand people than we do. Just right. barely more. Just barely. I think 3.2 to like 2.8 or something. But yeah. But we are both like near the bottom for developed countries. We're not. Yeah, exactly. Where South yeah. Korea had over 12 per thousand. Yeah. We the other 2. thing 8. is ventilators. Right. Uh, in terms of medical equipment is a very essential piece of equipment going right. into this. And there's a very disconcerting, a shortage. pretty big shortage, um, which is why I think it's even more important for everybody to take as like any precaution as possible because, unfortunately, America is set up to have a very uniquely tragic version of this pandemic yeah. play out here yeah. versus other countries. Yeah. So the experts were saying 40 to 70% of the U.S. population will be infected over the next 12 to 18 months. That would equate to, based on current mortality rates, that would equate to about 1.5 million Americans. Uh, whereas the seasonal flu's average is 50,000 Americans per year. Uh, so Trump was a little bit off when he said that it was no worse than the flu. So are we closing shop for that long? Yeah. Is this, is this yeah. how long we got to deal with this? I don't know. I mean, I think that's where... <laughs> I mean, a- Anthony Fauci, he's the guy on, uh, you know, everybody's talking to. He's on the yeah. task force, coronavirus task force. I think he said something about, like, uh, it's going to be eight weeks before this really starts to get a little bit better. But yeah. but that doesn't mean, you know, things won't still be canceled at right. that point. We still need to have all that social distancing. Uh, so who knows how long. That That's part of the problem with a lot of the hysteria, too, is that uh, – Mixed messaging, you know, yeah. you don't, you're hearing things all over the place, and it's just really tough yeah. to get anybody to tell you the truth. Because it's like on one hand, there's the thing of like be calm because what you're dealing with is in an illness that for most yeah. people isn't, it isn't fatal. Right. However, we have to do what we can to actually limit the spread, which is why it's like, well, is it so bad? I have to stay <laughs> inside, but I right, thought exactly. it's just a cold or whatever. It's like, no, we have to do that, so we're limiting the transmission. Yeah. So, so even if you feel like healthy and you can withstand any flu season or whatever, it's just that we have to take out the possibility of that happening. Right. And so I think that's what confuses a lot of people right. where it's like, wait, do I need toilet paper for 9,000 years <laughs> because the toilet paper factory will close down? Right. Or, and the power will go off. There are people who think the power will go right. out. Right. People are hoarding bottled water. It's like, I think the water is still going to keep Yeah. But yeah. I think. That's why I like following Tom Hanks right now. At least all his updates have been, hey guys, it's been good. You know, right. uh, we're still doing all right. We're still here. You right. Know. I yeah. think that's where the, the danger is, right? Because the people who are able-bodied, right. that will stay yeah. down. But if that infection rate, if we're looking at 40 to 70%, right. and then you take into account the people who are in those risk zones, yeah. Yeah. then coupled with the capacity of ICUs for people who may get it bad enough to need intensive care, that's when it starts getting uh, dark. One of the yeah. interesting things about this whole thing is why kids aren't getting it that severe. I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys looked into that at, at all, but- uh, obviously, when something comes out, a new flu or respiratory illness, they say that those are most at risk are the young people and the old people. Right. But this one is not affecting kids because a lot of what's happening is uh, the COVID-19 is exacerbating people's underlying health conditions. Right. And a lot of people that are dying, you know, 
COVID-19 will eventually give you pneumonia if it gets if it gets really bad. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of people are dying from their underlying issues, not right. not the pneumonia. Right, right. And kids obviously don't have a lot of those underlying health issues. Uh, a lot of it has to do with the inflammation in the lungs. Uh, the right. COVID-19 attaches to that. Yeah. And just us, you know, we're young and everything, but uh, just living life, mm-hmm. you're, you get inflammation in your lungs from yeah. pollen, all this stuff. And the younger kids don't have that. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that's kind of one of the interesting things. So you were talking about social distancing, closing school down, co- closing schools down. Kids uh, get COVID-19 at the same rates that adults do. Yeah. But they don't show the symptoms the same way. So right. a kid could go up to grandma, grandpa and boom. boom. You know? yeah. it, it, it's a really touchy situation. And that's the other thing, too, is like we're we're learning things by the day. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. And so it's hard where it's like first it's like, yeah, just wash your hands, man. Don't touch your face to like, you know, stay the fuck away from everybody. To, right. You know, stay the fuck inside to I don't know, man. Give yeah. a second. We're still learning something like it might yeah. live on cardboard for 24 hours. Yeah. Create a pillow live... for it. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So it's... <laughs> oh, shit. Cardboard. Stop ordering yeah. from Amazon. Now. That fucks with <laughs> that fucks with pizza, too. Yeah. Yeah. But again, I mean, and I don't mean to say this like this <laughs> Sorry, is exactly. That, I just got real for me, guys. Priorities. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and not to say like I'm and these are th- and I'm. I, and I don't want to spread any misinformation. Please right, look yeah. look it up. But I again, the basics are you have to try and limit yourself to any kind of exposure. Yeah. yeah. But how this is going to play out over the next uh, twelve to eighteen months really depends on one thing. We don't know is whether COVID nineteen is seasonal. Uh, but if it is and subsides over the summer, it will roar back in the fall like the nineteen eighteen flu. Uh, and you know, the one thing they said that they are definitively sure of is it's going to get worse before it gets better. And we'll be dealing with this for the next year at least. Uh, and our lives are going to look a lot different for the next year. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the disruptions are being felt across the board. I was tweeting the other day to hear like from listeners, like what's going on and man, my heart goes out to people who are freelancers and are working in industries that depend on social interaction you know like for people who work front of house audio for concerts people who do catering for events people who bartend everybody in the sports industry yeah you know the trickle down of it it's really really it's massive and that really can't be um underlined enough um the one thing about this national emergency aside from it becoming coming way too late right was finding out that trump was waiting for jared kushner to deliver a report to him before he finally decided whether or not it was worth having a state of emergency. Um, and not only did we learn that, but we also learned that him and old Teenage Mutant Ninja Goebbels himself, Stephen Miller, uh, wrote that awful, awful address that sent the stock market crashing. Of course. Right. Um, and when you look at like, so what happened? Like, what, what, how was Jared Kushner, what was he supposed to come back with? Right. Well, we're learning more about that. He fucking asked his brother's father-in-law to go on a Facebook group to crowdsource information from other doctors so he could bring some recommendations to Trump. So just like a random group of doctors in a Facebook group. Yes. It's like literally like panic, like writing a paper and being like, hey, dude, isn't your like dad a doctor? Like, can right. he ask really quick right. just so I can like get some good info and I'll, I'll put it in the footnotes. Um, so he I mean, goes, that's, that's frustration that's been going on forever. Obviously, you go through all the stories with Trump and the intelligence community. Yeah. He just doesn't trust the people around him. So he so you have hands to, it off to some yeah, Facebook crowdsource. Yeah. You know what I mean, that's and that's tough. And the CDC, there's a lot of bureaucracy that happens, too, even with the CDC and all that. But if you're trusting those people, Dr. Anthony Fauci has been like one of the most truthful people. He's like, hey, man, I, I can't tell you 
what's going to happen. Yeah. It's gonna, we're going to be here for He's at like, least I two more months. I think the presidents probably should be get tested. Probably should get tested. There was a CNN Global Town Hall the other night, and the first question that uh, Anderson Cooper asked Dr. Anthony Fauci was just like, hey, so the president's throwing a lot of misinformation out there, right? And he's like, well, what I will say is that <laughs> yeah. you need to wash your hands, you know? Right. But the guy's so seasoned in that. But that's these are the people that he needs to be trusting and, you know, he waiting on a report from Jared Kushner. Well, right. So what happened was – so. This whole thing is really, really uh, out there. It was so his brother is married to the supermodel Carly Kloss. Okay. Okay. Carly Kloss's father is a physician. Um, so he posted in a group, started off this in this Facebook group, said, I have a direct channel to person now in charge at White House for COVID 19. Wow. And they're like, what the fuck group is this? So the book, the Facebook group is called EM Docs, has nearly 22,000 members around the world. Who you have to provide your credentials to even join the group. So I guess some vetting, but who, I don't know how you know how thoroughly you can vet people in a Facebook it's group because you could group, just be yeah. like, yeah, here's a PDF of my credentials. Um, so he said he later on because people were like, what the fuck is going on? He said tonight I was asked by Jared through my son-in-law for my recommendations. That's when I turned to you, my fellow doctors, for help. He called them BAFERDs, Baffords, which are badass fucking emergency room doctors. Thank God it's done colloquially. Then we can get the sick ass Rex, bruh. Yeah. Um, he said, between patients tonight, I've reviewed your responses and will summarize what I'm sending to Jared for your peer review before I send it. And then he was like, Jared is reading now. <laughs> it, it's fucking. Peer reviewed yeah. Facebook group. Facebook peer reviewed. Yeah. And like a lot of people are like, are you, most of the doctors are very skeptical or like, yeah, okay, guy. Probably not the best way to figure this yeah, out. Yeah. And they're but... like, what do you mean? Like, and they were also like, is this really the best forum for you to be giving recommendations to the president of the United <laughs> States of America vis a vis your daughter's son, husband's brother. So then later on, after like a lot of people did actually give their very truthful recommendations, at the end, he said, he posted to the group, I would like to thank everyone who made suggestions on how to manage this crisis. However, some challenged me on the validity of my statement on being in a position to hopefully advocate for our patients. So for transparency, I will provide some background about my unique circumstance. I have not shared this in a professional forum before. Our daughter, Carly Kloss, Parenthetical, one of the top models in the world, 45 vote covers and counting, proud dad commentary, close parenthetical, is married to Mr. Joshua Kushner. His brother is Mr. Jared Kushner, son-in-law to the president, who is now directly involved with the response to this. I have been over the past two weeks stressing our concern through Josh about lack of like readiness, blah, 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 goes on to just say, like, and that's why I'm here. That right. is really... <laughs> Normally, the the leader of the free world has the resources to gather the great minds to yes. then be like, give it to me straight, rather than be like, you know, Ivanka's no, he's got to do everything Harvard. like a gangster. He's got to do everything through personal channels. Yeah, like, right. Yeah, that's why he says, "Hey, Jared, go handle this for me. Yeah, bring right. me the report. Hey, you went to Harvard. Yeah, right. go ask the smarties what's up. <laughs> yeah. But that's his idea of how I guess information right. flows. Right. Well, that's amazing. We were saying that uh, toilet papering someone's house would be the strongest flex in this emergency, but I think that <laughs> Facebook group was actually the the biggest flex I've heard of. Uh, well, so what are employers doing to try and kind of slow this thing down? Well, there's a lot because, again, the real knock-on effect for all of this, right, is as businesses grind to a halt, people start working from home, offices close. There are a lot of people who are going to, their income is going to take a direct fucking hit. 
other countries, like, you know, in Italy, they like, they're like, we're freezing mortgage payments. Right. Like there's no fucking way you, this isn't going to spiral into total chaos unless we can reassure people like, look, you're not gonna get evicted right now. Like, let's get back on our feet and we can deal with this shit later. Um, Democrats have tried with many responses, uh, but you know, I think a lot of the Republicans out the gate were like, no, 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 no. Like, right. hold on. Free testing and like paid sick. Hold on. Yeah, we dude. can't put that burden on, on employers. the employers. Yeah. What think about the, the think about the employers, won't you? Because this is also a really good like, you you know, your point about people who are freelance. This is really where the lie of the booming economy with all the new jobs. But. All those jobs are freelance gig work. Yeah, that's Hourly the lie. Yeah, right. the lie yeah. is really going to be put to that now as you know the economy slows down and those jobs just aren't there. And sometimes it's easy to maybe obfuscate and like to your base if you're on the right to say, oh, I don't know, maybe it's immigrants who are actually draining the economy. Uh-huh. People are going to realize very quickly. It's like, hold on, dude. Like, what are you doing as my fucking representative in government yeah. to fucking help me? Because I this other shit you're selling me is not putting food on my table. It's not get it, keeping me from being evicted. Yeah. What is going on? I hope, un- unfortunately, I hope this ca- this pain point may be a way for people to begin to see things a bit differently. Because it is, like you're saying, it's bringing a lot of the sort of kicking the can down the road mentality of this administration. It's it's time to like the rubber is hitting the road now, and it's like how long can you just say, well, this is like, oh, maybe it'll be better now. There are a lot of people who are in dire straits or are going to be. Um, so especially the restaurant industry, hospitality, they're being really hard hit. I know in like New York, they're recommending like they cut the capacity of restaurants down to fifty percent just to give people as much space right. as possible. Um, uh, the Darden restaurants who owns Olive Garden and Longhorn Steakhouse, we've talked massive shit about how like they really fuck over their employees with payments and uh, paid sick leave and things like that. They've actually extended uh, paid sick leave for all of their hourly employees. That's like 180,000 people. Because right. um, I think a lot of restaurants are now thinking like, fuck, we're all going to lose money, but it's going to really have reverberations for our employees like when they can't come into work. McDonald's, they said they'll they'll continue to pay quarantine workers, but that's only for the corporate owned restaurants, right? Which is like seven hundred out of you know the other thirteen thousand that are owned by franchisees. Oh Jesus! So right. there, people are trying to do stuff. Instacart and DoorDash are trying to do a little bit more. So people are trying to protect their employees as best as possible uh, and understanding like what the knock on effect is. So we'd hope to see that extend to the government as well with this emergency declaration. Are you guys still ordering food delivery? Because we're practicing social distancing and, you know, these are point people that are touching base with a lot of different people. Yeah. Not yeah. that I want to, you know, diminish the, the the that industry because I still order food too, but that, that's another concern also. I mean, that's, right. they're running around all Yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, like there are a lot of places are starting to do a contactless delivery. So it'll be like they'll drop it at the door now oh, okay. um, and things like that just to limit the – any kind of interaction for the delivery people. Yeah. My whole thing is now if I'm going somewhere where there's a tip column, I'm di- I'm tipping as much as I damn near can. Yeah. Because yeah. I I'm if, you know, I think just for anyone who is in a place of who are fortunate enough to be able to work from home, I know a lot of people are like, "Oh shit, I get to wear sweatpants." There are a lot of people who that is not what this these right. next couple months are going to be yeah. like. It is going to be very difficult and I really want to express the need for people, if you are able-bodied, healthy, and you have the free time to help other people, please do. Not to say that you need to go volunteer at a hospital. Right. Check on an elderly neighbor yeah. who should not be going out. Hey, can I get you something? Can I go to the store for you? Check If you're, you have people who need childcare, yeah. hey, can childcare I babesit your kids a for a little thing. bit? 
whatever. But I think we really, because unfortunately, our our leaders, quote unquote, in this comp in this government, this company, huh, Freudian slip there. <laughs> um, are not really thinking of the best ways to help. We really are going to have to look out for each other in ways we can, small or large. But, you know, tipping has been the one way I've tried to do it. If the last time I had had food delivered, I was just like, yeah, like, just pl please, I get it. Like, it's yeah. it's difficult. And knowing so many people who have gig jobs like that, I my heart really goes out to everybody. And, you know, I want to stress if we can help and you're in a place to do that of and you're fortunate enough, please do. When the federal government puts that uh, 1.5% trill into the market uh what do, does that go into like companies ability to like help their employees get through this or where where is that money going like how is it being how's that even being delivered is it like via you know just ta like how, how are they even doing i don't know it's just what i know it as just they're just injected 1.5 just capital into the into market. the market yeah yeah so i mean that's not trickling down like that's no that yeah. that's just to keep the market from crashing harder than it was yeah. i mean Keeping i know you voices afloat yeah you know, not necessarily all the way down i mean miles you've always said you believe in trickle down economics yep. but uh that's <laughs> all right well we're gonna take another break we'll be right back And we're back, and mm -hmm. people are out here in Hollywood. People are panic buying grave sites. Yeah, <laughs> Hollywood Forever Cemetery. Yep, a uh, very iconic cemetery. Uh, people like Chris Cornell, Cecil B. DeMille, Judy Garland are are uh, resting there. Uh, even my great grandmother and my grandmother there, rest in peace. Uh, but they got like the more broke people section where it's just like a little <laughs> like square in the wall. Uh, not like the I think there's like a legends thing by the lake is what they call that area. Mm. Um, they were the co-founder of the uh, cemetery had said they had they just got increased call volume of people trying to buy pre-death plots now. Damn. I don't know what who that's for. I don't know if that's like if there are older people who are like, yeah, I guess it's you know, coming for me. I better get that plot now. <laughs> right. But the quote from the co-founder was, I've never seen anything like this before. Wow. Uh, and they were just, you know, it's a quote. It's very similar to people going to Costco. They don't need all the toilet paper and sanitizer, but they're buying it anyway. Wow. Uh, so <laughs> it's a little bit, uh, he's being a little bit open with that. He's like, Hey, it's good for business, man. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but it's, uh, we're crushing it out here. Uh, I don't know about y'all. It's it's interesting. I mean, I guess people sure really. It's, it's very important to yeah. be at Hollywood forever. Yeah, I mean, maybe not want to. You know, your family don't burden them. But right. I mean, I've been to the Hollywood Forever Cemetery a bunch of times. They have the, for, yeah, they have yeah. that, and uh, it's kind of the worst time of the year when people mm. are coming because there's no parking. But you know, oh right, except for that spot right there where they on the big lawn where they have the movies and everything. It's a pretty packed cemetery. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, these are coming at a premium. One and then two. Where are they going to put you? When, You're yeah. going to put you in that corner. If you've like, walked so. through there, I'm like, how the fuck you don't fit anymore? Yeah. Big plots right. in here. Like, yeah. I don't know if you can. I know, like the mausoleums. Yeah. Like, if you're being cremated, I there's I think there, there's obviously space there. Yeah. But if you want a full on bur burial plot, right? Uh, yeah. That absolutely. Place, that place is like a park. People walk their dogs there. People play Pokemon Go there. Yeah. I yeah. see whole families doing that. It's 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 interesting. It's, it's it is like experience. a park. Yeah. Uh, now, it, if you're if you're choosing between a quiet 
graveyard where you could be buried or a place where there are people like playing Pokemon Go <laughs> and walking their dogs, I go with the bustling thing that's like treated like a park. Yeah. You're saying we, if you're a ghost resting there? Just like generally, just <laughs> oh, like oh. not knowing yeah. what the afterlife has. I just like that idea of like there being some activity and not just yeah. like a quiet like or someone hitting, somewhere. Someone like hitting dust off right. out, out the can on your gravestone. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's that actually too. really calm and peaceful there to take a walk. It's it's right. a nice place. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's weird to say that a cemetery what, is, is like it, that, but it's for it's people a nice who aren't place familiar because you're like, yeah, when you watch the movies there, there's a thing called Cinespia where yeah. they will play older films or like semi new like culty like films. Jaws, Caddyshack, Pulp, yeah. Fiction, Pulp Fiction, Clueless, things that we they know they can generate a bunch of people to come. Yeah. Yeah. You bring your blankets and shit, you sit out on the lawn, watch it. Sometimes they have concerts. Drinks. You're, you can not, bring your, your, you're not your desecrating crew. graves or anything right. like that, but that just happens to be yeah. a thing that we do in Los Angeles is we party <laughs> in graveyards. Yeah. Yeah. That's a true story. They uh yeah, they actually have like concerts there too. Right? Yeah. Yep. Saw James Lake there. Yeah, I saw a spoon there. Mm. Uh all right. Well, let's talk about entertainment. Let's talk about what people are doing. Yeah. Uh, I know that Netflix's stock went up at the beginning of this crisis because people uh I guess the market was like, well shit, what else are people gonna do? Yeah. Uh I, I think <laughs> it's Netflix gone down and since, fuck. Yeah, Netflix and fuck. <laughs> Uh, as the saying goes, uh, or chill, right? No, all right. I, no, I, I always get yeah. it mixed up. Yeah. Uh, but I think. Oh no, it's Hulu and fuck. Hulu and fuck. Netflix, <laughs> Netflix and, and chill. chill. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Netflix is more laid back. <laughs> Disney Plus and <laughs> plug your ears. Yes. So, anyways, if you're working from home, you need to find something to watch that's going to be entertaining. What are we looking at, Miles? What, what's I mean, on your docket? I think Netflix. And shit can only go so far. You use YouTube too much. You might end up a white supremacist if you're on YouTube for too many <laughs> yeah. hours. So you got to be careful with these things. Um, that's why I feel like in these times, if you are at home and you are fortunate enough to be able to relax or something, or even if you can't, I think regressing back into the times when the the world was fine and we were younger and knew not the ills of the world <laughs> may be a very good antidote for being cooped up inside or getting stressed out. So for those people, I present the VHS Vault, which is part of the Internet Archive. So the VHS Vault is basically... They have... People have basically digitized over 20,000 recordings. Um, oh, wow. And it's broken up into years. So there's shit from as early as like the 60s, I want to say. And you can choose like 2019 down to 1995. There's like 700 videos or whatever. Within there, you can watch stuff like, you know what? I just want to watch a one-hour block of commercials from 1993. <laughs> yeah. Or you can say, I want to watch four hours straight of MTV during in 1995. Yeah. Or like random concerts. You could be like, oh, yeah, man. I want to check out uh, fucking like Mortal Kombat extras. Uh, sure. Or a Fugazi concert from France in June of 95. There is all kinds of digitized content on here. So there is all kinds of stuff for everyone. You can even get like those like bootleg straight to VHS, like off brand Disney sequels they would do like oh, right. Aladdin two or whatever oh, the fuck, yeah. shit like that. Um, or other people just have like, you know, ripped five hours straight of Beavis and Butthead. Uh, but it's all there. It's very interesting. Like look into the past. Give me um, some uh, Nickelodeon and Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yeah. I'll oh, watch that's that in there. over and over Salute again. Your Shorts is on there. Yeah. Also, the 1995 Microsoft Windows 95 video guide uh, that features <laughs> Matthew Perry and Jennifer Aniston yeah. getting like trapped in the internet, Yep. Uh, which is pretty dope. 
This uh, is the true power of the internet right here. There no, also 100%. seems to be pornography mixed in here. Or uh, at least nudity. Yeah, there might be. You know what I mean? Linnea Quigley's <laughs> horror workout has just a butt. Oh, lit- horror Video- workout? Yeah, horror. Yeah, what is that? Like a, like a man with a knife chasing you? And uh, you getting toned? Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe oh, she's a, lot, a scream yeah. queen. Uh, Warm up video to classics. Lawrence. Yeah. Oh, whoa. <laughs> video That's classics. Ident, 1979. Shout just out a to big Tracy butt. Lords. Yeah. Wow, we've really... I forgot about her. Yeah. See, and that's the other thing. We'll remember the adult performers of our past. <laughs> yeah. There's right. a fucking, uh, there's like a Hanson tour video. If you go to 97, if you want Tulsa, Tokyo and the middle of nowhere tour. Wow. There you, go. you spend hours there, right? Yeah. There. Uh, I mean, Tiananmen wow. Square, 1989. Just like a feed of the news from Tiananmen Square, 1989. That's... A goofy movie is on here. Now yes. I'm sold. Now yeah. we're good. But then, but you get that VHS grain. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? That's the difference, I think, now. It's like, you know what? Turn it's the like, lights off. You know what I mean? Pack a fat one and then watch the mask VHS rip. It's and like listening to vinyl. Right. Yeah. But for your eyes. Yeah, yes. it really it's is. Got, it's got that warmth. Um, <laughs> there is something, though, about that VHS grain yeah. that. I miss a little bit. And when you say pack a fat one, you mean pack a fat lip, right? Pack just a, a fat lip. Just a horseshoe of skull. Just a skull, dude, whatever the yeah. packets you want. Oh, yeah. Um, just not the menthol, like the menthol kind. That's that's a little too much. That's a little too intense. Nah, it's all gross. I um, saw a car uh, on Reddit on our trashy that was a guy whose coworker just spits in the interior of his car. That's No gross. spit uh, cup. And the interior looked... I don't know. That's that's a very narrow thing for people who have ever chewed tobacco. But was, it's one no, of the grossest. Imagine needing things. a ride, and that's the only yeah. guy that's right. And the guy was like, that my coworker offered me a ride. I refused when I saw this. Was sort of like the the headline. All right. Uh, well, another blast from the past that you can take that uh, won't be very transportative or uh, won't transport you anywhere, uh, but the present is the 2011 movie Contagion uh, when it. Uh, the the news first started hitting. You can almost track like how people are dealing or like how real the uh, pandemic is to people through how many people are watching this movie because right. it started out and it like made the uh, it made the studios like top hundred back in January and now it's like number two behind only the Harry Potter movies. It was not. It was two seventy. <laughs> Yeah, and at the end of December, yeah, and went to just behind Harry Potter now. Right, that's a jump, and like a lot of the, I think it was on maybe The Verge or something. They were looking at a lot of streaming numbers that have gone up, like the amount of BitTorrent downloads of Contagion <laughs> has gone up too. But oh, they say yeah. because of the way the torrents work, like you can't really get a, a real idea of how many people have downloaded it. But just based on how many more people are seeding it, they're like. Okay, there are a lot of people like <laughs> yeah. who want this movie right now. Well, we've had other outbreaks, obviously Ebola, but you know those obviously really didn't happen here, except for you know the one thing in Texas that happened. But right, uh, you know the last big thing we go to is always nineteen eighteen, right? The Spanish flu. Yeah. So nobody knows how these things work. So where do you go? You go to the movie. Yeah, you go yeah. to yeah. see. Hey, what's it going to be like? Yeah, huh. it's <laughs> actually very. I mean, so there's you know they have quarantines, they have people you know hoarding, they have. Uh, you know, it originates in Asia, is easily transmitted through touch. The movie examines the concept of social distancing. Like, all these different things that you are now hearing in the news are, like, all over this movie. See, that's what's like, I don't know if that's a thing to help you, like, you want to look at right now, is watch the version. Because, like, what, the body count in that is, like, 26 million people yeah, globally. Because so, so it's way more is, fatal, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, this is way more fatal. Than... And also, wait, it's a fucking movie. <laughs> right. But, but in the end, they get a handle on it, right? 
They do get a handle. All right. On it. See, it ends with a happy ending. Yeah. By bombing the world. <laughs> and it's the CDC. Uh, and they don't have a dumb fuck president who is uh, getting in their way because he thinks it hurts their numbers. And in fact, there is no president, which is probably smart. Right. Uh, but it is by Steven Soderbergh. It stars Matt Damon. It's got good performances. There's also Jude Law plays a uh, conspiracy theorist who is infuriating. But I remember finding him less believable back when I saw it in 2011 than now I'm like, oh, yeah, that's... Oh, that's a real everywhere. guy. Yeah, that guy. Someone who's profiting off of place. lying. Yes. And then <laughs> the film's science advisor has been doing the media rounds. This is my favorite that People thing. should have taken the movie much more seriously. <laughs> that's a quote. <laughs> quote, if people are watching it again, and if federal and state officials are watching it again... I hope they're realizing that the movie was really about what can happen if a novel pandemic threat, and I think people should have taken it much more seriously. Okay. I See, wish you people were... had paid closer attention to it when the film came out. <laughs> okay, that's okay. okay. If, you, if you would have shown it to Trump at the very beginning, yeah, you would have been right. like, okay, this is a real like, oh, no, what happened yeah. to Gwyneth's head? <laughs> yeah, that is wild because, yeah, you, you go, she is – uh, a goner very early on. She's the goop zero. stuff. The goop stuff didn't help her. No, I know that's the, the yoni egg didn't keep the and... MEV five or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> right. I mean, honestly, just that line where he says, "I wish people had paid closer attention to it when the film came out," is the saltiest thing yeah. ever. Yeah. <laughs> if you're like a man of science or whatever, you'd be like, "Yeah, you know, like I when I was advising, this was based on a lot of things uh, that I was really worried about, and a lot of people in my industry had been talking about." Versus like, man, see, y'all should have listened to me. Y'all should have fucking been yeah. making fun of me when I made that movie. See now, oh, now you feel stupid, huh? It's yeah. just a big. I told you so. Yeah. Yes, but didn't he? Uh, <laughs> so Trump has declared a national emergency on coronavirus to access fifty billion dollars of funds to fight the virus, and uh, yeah, it's just a little bit late, but. Uh, it is probably a good thing. Oh, and also, the, I'm pretty sure he's still planning to try and cut food stamps for people oh, as good, this is all good, happening. Good, good, because good. if there's anything people who cannot work need less, it's food. Right. People think that Mexico might close the border to the United States. Uh, the irony. Yeah. I was been saying, just wait till the U.S. is on these travel ban lists. Yeah. Now. How you going to like that? Yeah. So we'll we'll see if that happens. It might have happened by the time you listen to this, but I know I, honestly half the shit we say could be yeah. completely useless by the time you hear it because everything is so fluid at the moment. But we're trying our best. Yes. Well, Oscar, it's been a pleasure having you, man. Yeah, Where thanks can people, for having me, guys. Uh, find Fun. you, follow you. Uh, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Lowdown Oscar, and uh, I do the Daily Dive podcast. So you can get that on the iHeartRadio app and just search Daily Dive, and I'm right there. And I do. You know, just the interviews and stuff, news, top news of the day. Obviously, a lot of coronavirus, but yeah. hopefully to sneak, hopefully we sneak in a couple other good stories in there as Gonna well. Going to have to, yeah. yeah. And is there a tweet or some other act of social media you've been enjoying? You know what? We were talking about the uh, working man's bidet. So it was just a, a story that was on Facebook from a friend that they went to Walgreens. They had somebody in front of them stocking up a full cart full of toilet paper and they were approaching this, you know, almost like, hey, don't don't touch my stash, you know? Right. And then he says he only bought just enough to fill the little cabinet above his toilet. And he said, hey, if anything happens, at least we can get the hose in through the window right. and get that working man's bidet hey, going. There you so, go. Yeah. Great mind. Just shout out to the manguera. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then all those memes. If you drank from the hose when you were a kid, you're immune to coronavirus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Miles, where can people find you? 
Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray, and also my other show. Uh, if you look, if you're looking for some trash reality shows to watch, why not check out 90 Day Fiance? Because that's uh, the other p- podcast I do, talking about that show called 420 Day Fiance with Sophia Alexandra. We got new episodes every Wednesday. Probably even we might even have to open up our back catalog, the Vault, uh, just to give you all some more content. Because I know a lot of people will probably have some time to listen to podcasts. Um, a tweet I like. Uh, from Reductress at Reductress. Cute. This woman thinks she'll be able to nap for just 20 minutes. Uh, it's a woman <laughs> sleeping very peacefully, but uh, I just identify with that for sometimes you're like, can I get it? Can I make this into a nap? Like yeah. I got 35 minutes in right. between things. Can right. And it never works. I always yeah. end up on my phone. Yeah. Some tweets I've been enjoying. Nick uh, Weiger tweeted a uh, screen cap of all the COVID-19 uh, symptoms, fever, dry cough, shortness of breath, common uh, headache sometimes, runny nose, rare, diarrhea rare. And he said, <laughs> he said, diarrhea rare? I got to get this thing. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> so. Uh, so that's what I've been laughing at. Okay. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on. Miles, what's that going to be today? Um, okay, so this is actually a cover from a multi-instrumentalist named Bink Beats from the Netherlands, who I love. He's so massively talented. This is actually from a YouTube video um, where he plays every single instrument of like, he, but he's doing a rendition of an electronic song by the artist Lapalux called Without You. Uh, the video, the original video for the Lapalux track is wild visually, uh, but watching a guy play everything like on marimba and like homemade instruments to create the same feel of an electronic track is unbelievable. So look, if you got time to watch the clip, search Bink Beats, B-I-N-K-B-E-A-T-S, one word, without you. Uh, all of his videos are so dope because he'll do everything from Jay Dilla to Flying Lotus to Aphex Twin, like everybody, or Square Pusher rather. Um, but he plays every single thing live and loops it, and it's unbelievable. Uh, so this is Without You by Lapalux by Big Beats. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for this morning. We'll be back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, uh, and we will talk to you then. Bye. Bye. Printed